the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Uh, as you heard on the news, Simon Harris uh, issued uh, an apology. Uh, he said that he did, in fact, not tell the doll the full story uh, in relation to uh, a parliamentary question he answered uh, last September, the 18th of September, uh, to Barry Cowan. Um, he issued an apology uh, to both Deputy Cowan and the doll, saying the answer could have been more uh, fulsome. Well, observing that and, and, and to, to cast his vast experience in relation to um, the question of, of, of uh, whether this goes far enough, it's a great pleasure to welcome uh, columnist uh, with the uh, uh, Times Ireland edition, uh, David Davenpower, and of course a long, long career in, in, in both independent and RTE radio. Um, First of all, what did you make of the apology? Was it adequate? Was it fulsome? Was it mealy-mouthed? Because I do this apology. Well, if you took offence, uh, David, I'm very sorry for you. I don't think it matters whether it was fulsome, adequate or any of these things because it was clear that Fianna Fáil are not going to pull the government down on this. So uh, nothing really hinged on, on what uh, uh, Simon Harris said today. But just to put it in a bit of context, uh, it's damaging to the government, the whole uh, mess, and it's damaging to Simon Harris because... We know we have the local and European elections, but I think there's a strong possibility that we will have a general election this year. And anything that damages the government in an election year is bad for business. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we have discussed now, admittedly many months ago, and, 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 and I thought Fianna Fáil, in the question of the timing of the election, said up to the summer of 2020, because of Brexit, there wouldn't be an election. You seem to be now inferring that is it if a Brexit deal is done, there could be an autumn election. Yes, Uh, I think that Fianna Fáil, uh, from talking to backbenchers and frontbenchers and people close to uh, uh, Micheál Martin, even acknowledged that the party is fed up with confidence and supply. Uh, I think that they know that they can't really go to the country uh, in the midst of the uncertainty surrounding Brexit. And Micheál Martin has said that. He's said that explicitly uh, last uh, last year. But if Brexit is settled, uh, I think we are looking at an autumn poll. But to get back to Simon Harris. OK. I believe that the National the National Concert Hall, the wrong, wrong acronym, the National <laughs> Children's Hospital. Both NCH. Exactly, yeah, same yeah. acronym. The NCH uh, and the cost of housing are coming up on the doorsteps in the local election. Uh, that's not good. Uh, I think that Harris has given uh, the opposition parties a stick to beat um, uh, Fine Gael with. Uh, I think he's damaged the party's uh, uh, reputation as being uh, good uh, managers of big projects. And I think he himself is damaged because he's not regarded Ivan with any particular warmth uh, within uh, by his cabinet colleagues uh, and indeed from uh, I thought after the Eighth Amendment he was a shining star uh, he's a shining star because he, b- he batted in those he's debates sh- a shining star out there but I'm talking about within cabinet uh, he I think his support has pretty shallow roots uh, and as we know 
he supported Simon Coveney uh, in the uh, in the leadership contest. So he's done himself damage. There's no but, doubt but David, about that. David, I think he made it to the 40th birthday party, which a lot of cabinet ministers didn't. Well, he got an invite anyway. Oh my God, that's uh, a Richard Bruton so didn't make the cut. The Francis Fitzgerald either, apparently. <laughs> how can how can that happen? What about yourself, Ivan? Oh, not at all. No, no, no. I'm an alien creature to them all. The whole lot of them, and thankfully uh, for it. But I mean, to be serious for a second, you, what what you're saying is that his hold on a cabinet post at 32 years of age is tenuous in the eyes of Leo or not? I'd say he's dispensable in the eyes of Leo. Um, he's not The worst thing that might happen to him personally is there might be a reshuffle and he might stay in health. Uh, but th- that's being a bit clear. Yeah. Uh, I, think th- I think there are issues about uh, his handling of this um, and there are issues too... And it's, it's it's something that hasn't really, really been adverted to very much. Um, this is what Deeper was set up uh, to spot, this kind of problem with the big project, the Department for Public Expenditure and Reform. And uh, this is what they were very good at. Um, now, what, ha- what happened here uh, is a mystery to me as to how uh, this project got out of control. Uh, and it does beg the question, was it wise uh, of... Uh, the incoming government to reamalgamate deeper and the Department of Finance because uh, Pascal Donoghue has really such an enormous brief now uh, that uh, I don't think it's being fanciful to suggest that where there are separate minister and deeper as there had been under Brendan Howland that maybe more attention might have been paid to this but that's in mm. the past as Just on that what, what I heard from non-political sources that the harsh and the apex of the problem with the National Children's Hospital was right there with the guy and the people who did resign off the National Pediatric Board, that they got both the quantity surveying wrong and they allowed design creep to emerge, whereby clinicians came to say, oh, we want this digital thing, we want that thing, and they didn't cry halt. And they had then subsequent layers and the horse had bolted and there was contract signed and there was nothing that could be done. And this actually was quite early in play that this is what PwC is going to be looking at. And other people have said to me that the fundamental flaw was the decision to adopt this this two-stage tender process. It it was suggested to me by people who know a lot more about, about these things than me that this two-stage tender process is grand as long uh, as you can say to the firm that won stage one of the tender, sorry, you don't measure up for stage two. Now, given the political pressure uh, to deliver the National Con- the National okay. Children's Hospital, my God, the National Children's Hospital, um, obviously that wasn't a runner. So, bam, uh, won stage two as well. Now, it's very interesting to see the language being used by both... Well, there's the- actually only one tender for the second stage. There was no actual tender submitted for the second stage. It was actually worse than that. Well, they were obliged to go with the the, the status quo. Well, uh, it's interesting to hear the language being used by both Leo Varadkar and Pascal Donoghue this afternoon because they seem to be rounding on the whole... Uh, the, 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 the contractors, Leo, very pointedly, as you heard there, saying, you know, there's some contractors that he wouldn't like to see getting uh, state contracts again. Uh, Pascal Dunhoe, um, uh, using different language, but saying that in future they will definitely have some kind of waiting system in big contracts to protect against so-called lowballing, where uh, where go in low, steal the contract, and then pay the yeah. consequences afterwards. Yeah. Tell me this in terms of the politics of 
money being taken from Shane Ross, mention of 30 million and all departments having to chip in. Uh, and it, it's not front loaded here. It's only 100 million of short, you know, extra expenditure this year, but it'll be more next year. Uh, much political ramifications there? Well, for Simon Harris, obviously, uh, it won't endear him to his cabinet colleagues. Uh, Shane Ross, I suppose, in Fine Gael terms is expendable um, and a lot of it is loaded on him. And indeed, a lot of it comes from the deferral of the A5, which seems to have been around since the uh, plans to drain the Shannon. What's the A5? The A5 is the road, it's that very bad road through Northern Ireland up uh, past Oma up to uh, Derry. Um, uh, that's been deferred because there's no political consensus, there can't be, in uh, Northern Ireland. But uh, I suppose the fundamental point is that uh, no minister in an election year, whether it's a local election, a European election or a general election, uh, likes to be asked to make cuts because uh, no matter what the Taoiseach says about scaremongering and so on, it will be used by the opposition parties. Let me throw a few quick curveballs <coughs> at you. The politics of the nurses' strike. Well, I think that the politics of the nurses' strike are settled for now, uh, unless between now and the end of the year, uh, some uh, big follow-on claim arises involving another union. Uh, As your earlier contributors were saying, we're all uh, um, banking the fact that the nurses are going to accept this. But if, if, if we take that as read... I think the nurses' uh, dispute has been resolved by the uh, the Labour Court and the other agencies of state. But if it sparks another claim and another pe- potential dispute, um, uh, that's bad news for the government. Uh, but I think, by and large, the nurses just. The, the nurses are off the agenda for now, presuming they accept the... Uh, the, the okay, the, the, second the cur- curveball. Uh, I was told by those that matter, Hall and Sean, Dorgan and so on, that... There was a rule in Fianna Fáil that TDs could not stand for the European elections. And you have people, you know, like uh, Michael McGrath's brother, uh, uh, Seamus and so on, councillor, were going to be in the frame. And, and, and Fianna Fáil are set fair to win a seat in each of the three Euro constituencies. Um, question. Uh, Billy Kelleher. Uh, followed by Brendan Smith in Cavan Monaghan, followed by maybe others, uh, have, you know, certain popularity in the party, certain CV and strength, and have said, no, I'm going to stand. What's happening here? And is there a constituency committee that's going to nut these boys? I'd say there probably is. I mean, uh, the, the, the the joke around Leicester House is Billy Kelleher has managed to unite the McGrath and the Martin families. <laughs> 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 That's the politics of Cork South Central for you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a challenge for uh, Mihal Martin. Uh, I, I, do, will they get through the convention? Well, Fianna Fáil, uh, they've been around the block a few times in terms of... Well, democracy's overrated. But <laughs> <laughs> Fianna Fáil are well able to head people off at the pass. Uh, Is there a row there brewing? Well, because John McGuinness, now who'd be less friendly, uh, is also interested and so on, and he has a high profile. Uh, John McGuinness is a high profile. John McGuinness, of course, is a bit of a maverick. You couldn't say that about Billy Kelleher. Uh, Brendan Smith, I suppose, is arguably coming to the end of his political career. You couldn't say that about Billy Kelleher either. Mm. Billy Kelleher is an impressive front bench Potential minister. Yep. Oh, oh, very much a certain minister, I would say. Uh, and obviously, he just feels that he's had enough. Uh, but will he get through convention? We have to wait and see. And 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 who would you say in the entire political spectrum of government and opposition and independence and Sinn Féin and Mary Lou, a year in power today and so on, um, who 
has momentum at the moment as we head into the 24th of May European local elections? Because momentum is a is a really important thing. Like my sense of it was Leo had momentum. The backstop is popular, but is it go fraying at the edges? That I thought Mary Lou would have a honeymoon, but there's not a reflection of that. Is is it the you know the the, the old dog for the hard road, Mihol, or or maybe independence? Their day isn't written off. Who do you think has momentum? It's very hard to read the situation because uh, waiting for the Brexit shoe to drop has really skewed politics. Uh, I would have thought that Leo had some momentum. Leo is untried now as a campaigner, uh, but I would have thought he had some momentum. He's held up in the polls. Uh, but as I say, we're all uh, we're all waiting to see the way Brexit will will play out. And even in terms of the local elections, I think that's going to exert itself there. Uh, so to answer your question, I, I don't really know at this stage. I'm not certain that, that there is that much momentum behind Fine Gael now. I think that l- l- we're getting used to Leo. We've had the nurses' strike. Uh, we, ha- we, we have the National Children's Hospital, uh, which will still be in the ether when we go to the polls in May. So I, I wonder, has, um, has a slight halt been put to uh, Leo's gallop? You didn't really answer my question. You're saying no one has momentum, or you're saying Brexit will define Irish well, I don't, politics. But looking at the looking at the, the polls, I, I don't see anybody having momentum. Uh, They're I, all become Well, yeah. I mean, I think this pattern is kind of set that uh, Fine Gael is a short head, but just a short head uh, ahead of uh, Fianna Fáil. Um, now, uh, obviously, Mary Lou Macdonald hasn't had a great year, uh, but they are uh, wily strategists in Sinn Féin. Um, it may well be that they're targeting a different cohort of voters and that they'll be looking for maybe uh, to take out people before profit and the left-wing independence in the general election. A um, ground war. A ground war. Yeah. A ground war. All right. Well, I could speak to David Davenpower about politics, columnist with the Times Ireland edition until nine o'clock tonight, but we've got to finish at seven. Lots more to come. Uh, we're going to have uh, the Jamie Bulger case and lots more. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.